Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Fable, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. Today's story is an oldie but a goodie, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I wanted to share this tale with you because I think the descriptors are absolutely beneficial to our mindfulness practice. As you sit in the moment and listen to my voice, really picture what's being said. It's certainly not a hard read, so it shouldn't take too much concentration. Really focus on visualizing the scene. But before we get into it, as always, let's start with a brief breathing exercise. And I think the one item five senses will be great for today. For this, you will need an object. A piece of food may be the easiest. However, if this is a trigger for you or you are intermittent fasting, using a food item is not at all required. So first, let's focus a little bit on our breath. Close your eyes. And breathe deeply, remembering to pause at the apex of the inhale and at the full release of the exhale. Center on your breathing in and out. and center on the here and now. Circle your thumb and your middle fingers together and focus on how that feels, the light pressure. Now place your feet on the floor or on the bed wherever you're sitting and really feel them grounded to that surface. Sink deeper into your seat, the chair, the bed, the floor. Feel yourself relax completely. Really relax your shoulders as you breathe deeply. The shoulders and neck are where I hold my tension the most. So I really want you to focus on wherever you hold your stress and your anxiety. Really focus on relaxing that area into wherever you were resting or laying. Really feel your body relax. Now you're going to open your eyes and pick an object. It can be Anything from a pen, an orange, your pillow. It can even be your dog if you want. Pay attention and really look at this item. Describe it to yourself. The color. Any textures. If it has dimples. If it's smooth. If it's rough. Really focus on what the object looks like. Now, I want you to feel the object. 
feel those textures you just saw with your eyes. The dimples, the softness, maybe it's velvety smooth. And now sniff it. Sniff this item and see how many words you can come up with to describe it. Is it sweet? Is it musky? Does it not have a scent? In that case, what does the air around you smell like? Now focus on any sound it might create. If it's a hard object, tap your nails on it. If it's soft, does petting it or caressing it create any kind of sound? If it's your pillow and you squeeze it, can you hear the stuffing inside rustle? If it's your pet, put your ear to it. Maybe you can hear its heartbeat. If it's a cat, maybe it's purring. And now finally, this is always sometimes the awkward sensation. But if you can, let the taste hit your tongue. If you feel safe to lick it, if it's hygienic to lick it, please don't lick your phone <laughs> or the pen. If that can create kind of um, any kind of germ housing, don't, don't do it. <laughs> but if you can, if you can lick it or um, eat it, if it's a piece of food, really bite into it. Taste all of the flavors dancing on your tongue. Taste the feel of it too in your mouth. Feel it around. Is it sour? Is it sweet? If you can't taste the object, breathe in through your mouth so you're sniffing with your taste buds. That's such a, a nice visual, isn't it? Sniff with your taste buds and see if you can find any other flavors really to the scent that you didn't catch when you were sniffing. And now that we've fully focused on this one item, I think we're ready for the story. Once upon a time, there were three bears who lived together in a house of their own in a wood. One of them was a little wee bear and one was a middle-sized bear and the other was a great big bear. They had each a bowl for their porridge, a little bowl for the little wee bear, a middle-sized bowl for the middle-sized bear, and a great bowl for the great big bear. And they had each a chair to sit in, a little chair for the little wee bear, and a middle-sized chair for the middle-sized bear, and a great chair for the great big bear. And they had each a bed to sleep in, a little bed for the little wee bear, and a middle-sized bed for the middle-sized bear, and a great bed for the great big bear. One day, after they had made the porridge for their breakfast and poured it into their porridge bowls, they walked out into the wood while the porridge was cooling, that they might not burn their mouths by beginning too soon, for they were polite, well-brought-up bears. And while they were away, a little girl called Goldilocks, who lived at the other side of the woods and had been sent on an errand by her mother, passed by the house and looked in at the window. And then she peeped in at the keyhole, for she was not at all a well-brought-up little girl. Then seeing nobody in the house, she lifted the latch 
The door was not fastened, because the bears were good bears, who did nobody any harm, and never suspected that anyone would harm them. So Goldilocks opened the door and went in, and well pleased was she when she saw the porridge on the table. If she had been a well-brought-up little girl, she would have waited till the bears came home, and then, perhaps, they would have asked her to breakfast, for they were good bears, a little rough or so, as the manner of bears is, but for all that, very good-natured and hospitable. But she was an impudent, rude little girl, and so she set about helping herself. First she tasted the porridge of the great big bear, and that was too hot for her. Next she tasted the porridge of the middle-sized bear, but that was too cold for her. And then she went to the porridge of the little wee bear and tasted it, and that was neither too hot nor too cold, but just right. And she liked it so well that she ate it all up, every bit. Then Goldilocks, who was tired, for she had been catching butterflies instead of running on her errand, sat down in the chair of the great big bear, but that was too hard for her. And then she sat down in the chair of the middle-sized bear, and that was too soft for her. But when she sat down in the chair of the little wee bear, that was neither too hard nor too soft, but just right. So she seated herself in it, and there she sat till the bottom of the chair came out, and down she came, plump upon the ground, and that made her very cross, for she was a bad-tempered little girl. Now, being determined to rest, Goldilocks went upstairs into the bedchamber in which the three bears slept. At first she lay down upon the bed of the great big bear, but that was too high at the head for her. And next she lay down on the bed of the middle-sized bear, and that was too high at the foot for her. And then she lay down upon the bed of the little wee bear, and that was neither too high at the head nor at the feet, but just right. So she covered herself up comfortably and lay there till she fell fast asleep. By this time, the three bears thought their porridge would be cool enough for them to eat it properly, so they came home to breakfast. Now careless Goldilocks had left the spoon of the great big bear standing in his porridge. Somebody has been at my porridge, said the great big bear in his great, rough, gruff voice. Then the middle-sized bear looked at his porridge and saw the spoon was standing in it too. Somebody has been at my porridge, said the middle-sized bear in his middle-sized voice. Then the little wee bear looked at his, and there was the spoon in his porridge bowl. But the porridge was all gone. Somebody has been at my porridge and has eaten it all up, said the little wee bear in his little wee voice. Upon this, the three bears, seeing that someone had entered their house and eaten up the little wee bear's breakfast, began to look about them. Now the careless Goldilocks had not put the hard cushion straight when she rose from the chair of the great big bear. Somebody has been sitting in my chair said the great big bear in his great, rough, gruff voice. And the careless Goldilocks had squatted down the soft cushion of the middle-sized bear. Somebody has been sitting in my chair, said the middle-sized bear in his middle-sized voice. Somebody has been sitting in my chair and has sat the bottom through, said the little wee bear in his little wee voice. Then the three bears thought they had better make further search, in case it was a burglar, so they went upstairs into their bedchamber. Now Goldilocks had pulled the pillow of the great big bear out of its place. Somebody has been lying in my bed, said the great big bear in his great rough gruff voice. And Goldilocks had pulled the bolster of the middle-sized bear out of its place. Somebody has been lying in my bed, said the middle-sized bear in his middle-sized voice. But when the little wee bear came to look at his bed, there was the bolster in its place. 
and the pillow was in its place upon the bolster, and upon the pillow there was Goldilocks's yellow head, which was not in its place, for she had no business there. Somebody has been lying in my bed, and here she is still, said the little wee bear in his little wee voice. Now Goldilocks had heard in her sleep the great rough gruff voice of the great big bear, but she was so fast asleep that it was no more to her than the roaring of wind or the rumbling of thunder. And she had heard the middle-sized voice of the middle-sized bear, but it was only as if she had heard someone speaking in a dream. But when she heard the little wee voice of the little wee bear, it was so sharp and so shrill that it awakened her at once. Up she started, and when she saw the three bears on one side of the bed, she tumbled herself out at the other and ran to the window. Now the window was open because the bears, like good tidy bears as they were, always opened their bedchamber window when they got up in the morning. So naughty frightened little Goldilocks jumped, and whether she broke her neck in the fall, or ran into the wood and was lost there, or found her way out of the wood and got whipped for being a bad girl and playing truant, no one can say. But the three bears never saw anything more of her. First, clearly she didn't break her neck, since they would most certainly have found her body when they next left their house. So rest easy, my friend. The moral of the story is the relationship between self-concern and societal concern. In short, think about how your actions might hurt others. In summary, Goldilocks was hungry and so she ate porridge that wasn't for her. She used someone else's property. She broke into someone's house. I mean, Goldilocks really is a very naughty, petulant child. <laughs> but beyond that, I think this is a very strong idea to think on, as it is often said we need to put number one first. In other words, we need to make ourselves our main priority, which is true. But that does not give us the right to hurt others to better ourselves or our situation. Remember the airplane tip to put on your oxygen mask before helping out the person next to you. You may put yourself first, but you still help others. This concept could be an entire thesis paper, so instead I'll let John B. Finch wrap it up concisely. Your right to swing your arm leaves off where my right not to have my nose struck begins. In other words, your rights end where another's begin. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story.